Hello and welcome back to the Through the Seams podcast. I'm Kevin Fielder, joined alongside my three normal co-hosts, uh, Jackson, Jake, and Tommy. How are we doing today, guys? Pretty damn good. Thanks for asking. Ready to talk some baseball, as always. I feel like I feel like there's no better place to start when talking about baseball, given that today's date is July 20th at 11:10 p.m. This is going to be a common occurrence that we record these podcasts very late, by the way. Uh, but uh, last night at this point was the MLB All-Star Game, and the American League took home the the trophy. I, do they hand out trophies? I, I think they hand out trophies. It's not like the NBA Summer League where they hand out championship rings. But uh, the AL took home the trophy. Giancarlo Stanton won the MVP, hit a really far home run. Uh, does anyone else have anything to add besides that? I mean, it wasn't really that exciting of a game in terms of, like, home runs and really long hits yeah yeah it was actually a pretty boring game altogether uh, i watched the whole thing besides the action in the first and um the al hitting those two home runs in the fourth it was, it was just a pitcher's duel um, um home run derby was much more exciting it's uh one yeah. thing i'd like to mention um it's funny how um big of a deal all-star starters are and then they get pulled after one and a half innings. So um, that's my that's my column. Yeah, both both All Star starters Clayton Kershaw and Shane McClanahan lasted an inning of work. So I, I I think it's I think it's more a little bit overblown that we care to obsess over who started, and we did of course talk about the fact that Sandy Alcantara should have started for the NL. When in reality, it really doesn't matter because Sandy still ended up pitching, I think, an inning. Uh, yeah, he ended up still ended up pitching an inning, so didn't really solve much there. But uh, the one thing I do want to say is it was really funny watching Emmanuel Class A celebrate like he won the ALCS after winning an all <laughs> <game>. so, <laughs> Uh Anyways, today's episode is going to be a little different, I think. We're going to break down each team and give each team grades based on the First half of the season, the first like 90 or so games, depending on how much they played. Uh, we're going to start with the NL, and the next episode we'll do the NL. Uh, yes. What? what, Jackson? So you said we're going to start with the NL, and the next episode we'll start <laughs> with the NL. <laughs> That's what I thought I said. We're going to start with the AL, and then we're going to go to the NL. Um, That's actually why I stopped myself. Uh, does anyone else have anything to add before we get started? Nope. No. Nope. Okay, cool. So we're going to start in the AL East, and I don't really want to start with this team, but they are top of the standings. So we do, unfortunately, have to start with this team. The 64-28 New York Yankees. Jackson, please, just... just what, what's your grade on them? I feel like we're all going to have a similar grade for the Yankees. A+. plus, Like, best record in baseball. Pitching's been elite. Offense's been elite. Everything's... Going pretty well for the Yankees right now, obviously. So yeah, A plus easily. Yeah, Jake, I assume you also have an A plus. I do have an A plus. Um, finding some gems. Um, in Matt Carpenter, Jose Trevino, <clears throat> pitching's been great. Glaber bouncing back, so it's been a pretty good year. So definitely A plus for sure. I'll just I'll just end it now. I also have an A plus for them. Tommy, I assume an A plus. Yeah, Tommy yep, has a an plus. A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, A plus. Um, 
you know, exactly what Jake said, not only are they getting great production from their stars and Cole and Judge and Stan, but they're also finding people like Trevino and Carpenter who are um, providing, and Cortez even, who, um, um, who are even producing at such a high level. So, yeah, definitely a great year for the Yankees. It's got to be an A-plus, best team in baseball. The only player who is not producing is Joey Gallo. Um, anyways, uh, next and, in the division. J- Sorry, who else? Josh Donaldson, uh, kind of no. off, uh, respect that KF. <laughs> so, three people in the starting line of Bart producing, but they still have 684 wins, so something's working for them. Um, next up in this division is the perpetual underspenders of baseball who still find ways to be good. Uh, 51 and 41, the Tampa Bay Rays. Jax, we'll start off with you again. I'm actually going to give this one an A-plus as well. And, uh, yeah, they at this, sometimes at this point of the year, they've had, like, more wins than they have right now. But, again, like, last year and year before, they had, like, 15 guys on the injured list and all of them being pitchers. And if you look at their lineup, like, you literally want to throw up. Like, you, like, maybe not – like, if you're a baseball casual, you look at guys and you're like, who the hell is that? And they just still – Win games, obviously. Jay McClanahan being a big part of that, and the pitching is still a big part of that. Even like, you no, know, they're just throwing out random guys sometimes. And yeah, they're just—it's just their definition of just a good baseball team. Yeah, I'd have to agree because Wander has been out for like I'd say sixty yep. percent of the season. We're playing fifty games. Um, Kiermaier is now in the IL. Not that that is a huge deal, but you're getting production from Harold Ramirez. Uh, even Brent Phillips has been kind of decent. I'm I'm totally kidding. I I've read the stat wrong. He has a 41 OBS plus. Yeah, he's really bad. <laughs> um, he's not good. Yanni Yanni Diaz is at 140. Key Man is at 150. Like they just again they just find guys to produce every year. Like we thought they got we thought they lost Austin Meadows trade, and obviously like, that's not the case yet. So yeah. Yeah. One thing about the Rays is that I don't think they will ever lose a trade. Um. I didn't go as far as giving them an A+. Plus. I gave them a B+, uh, B plus, which is still obviously good. Um, probably just mainly on the Yankees running away with the division. I feel like the Rays usually have a couple more wins by this point of the season, but still a great year. They'll probably make it to the playoffs. And, um, you know, the smartest team in baseball, they will always have a winning record while spending a bottom five payroll. It's zero dollars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, legitimately, I don't think they spend any money. Uh, the one thing that I've realized about the Rays is the one thing they do better than I think any organization, maybe outside of a few, is that they are as good as anyone at finding random relief pitchers who end up being like solid middle relievers for them. I mean, Matt Whistler has like a 2.34 ER, and he was not good last year for the Giants at times, so... Uh, yeah, I have him as an A as well. I mean, just, again, we shouldn't be shocked about this every year, but every year they find ways to be better than they were at times the year before. Uh, maybe next year we'll learn to not be surprised about it. We won't. Um, Next up is one that I feel like has been a little surprising this year, given the expectations before the start of the season, so I am interested to see where you guys stand on this one. The 50-43, and 43, third in the AL East. Toronto Blue Jays. Jackson, we'll start with you again. This one was very tough because, yeah, like you said, 50 and 43. 
Ailey's favorites going into the year for sure. World's, even some people said World Series favorites, and they kind of struggle, but they're picking up their legs again a little bit. So I'd probably give them a B minus. Um, like Vlad's have been like not as good of a year as he had last year, but still very good. Kirk's been really good. Uh, the pitching, especially Gosman and Manoa, have been great. Barrios been better recently, but overall bad. Espinal's been good. Like. I don't know. Bullpen's bad. They fired their manager, Charlie Montoyo. That likes to show you things. It is. I think they should be way better than they are right now, and they aren't. So that's probably why I give them the B minus. I think they'll turn it around though. Their their lineup's too good. So. Jake. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little bit of a hater here. I'm gonna say C minus. I mean, they had. <clears throat> Huge expectations in the offseason because they got Matt Chapman. Uh, they almost made the playoffs last year. Almost like everyone was back. So some of these guys are just playing like really average right now. Um, like Boba Shep is playing league average. Matt Chapman's playing league average. Alejandro Kirk's having a really good season, but they they also need like pitching and bullpen help. Like Manoa was great and um. Gosman's great, but Barrios is struggling heavily. And then the bullpen and Makuchi are just not playing well right now. So I'd say C minus just based on the expectations um that were set previous in the offseason. I'm gonna go somewhere in the middle. Um I had them at a C plus. Obviously much higher expectations um that they have uh not lived up to uh to this point of the year, but they're still not out of it. Still eight games over 500 at the All-Star break, which isn't bad by any means, but I was expecting them, like Jackson said, to be possibly a World Series favorite. So, um, you know, getting Charlie Montoya out of there hopefully will turn it around for them. But, yeah, right now it's a C plus. I'm just going to say my grade real quick, but then I do want to pose a question. So, I have meant to see, just again, the expectations were on their side, and they just didn't work the way that it should have so just just to pose a quick question with the all-star or with the trade deadline coming up should the blue jays be buyers sellers or somewhere in the middle and just sort of like if a good value trade comes available you make the trade but if it doesn't come available you just kind of stay pat and see if you can carry you know maybe this like new head coach swing a little bit to your favor I think definitely buyers because the wild card is kind of open for them right now. So, and again, like Jackson said, it's a very good lineup. They should be able to turn it around. So I don't think they should sell if anything. I would buy or just kind of stand pat, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm thinking that they just stand pat. Um, I don't even think they really need the buy. We know how good this lineup could be. Everybody's not playing up to their expectations. Besides Kirk, who is exceeding his expectations, so um, I think they should just rock with the roster they have now. There's no reason to sell more of the farm, so um, I'm, I'm going to go with to stand pat. Yeah, if anything, get an arm. Like if that's something. Yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch the line. So, yeah, so my uh, thing, or Jackson, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'd say get yeah, get arms, especially in the bullpen. I think they should buy like. Maybe not too aggressive, but the right offer comes in for one of the top guys, do it. Like, they could still go on a run. 
We've seen teams going over the Braves, Nationals. Like, once you get in, anything can happen, especially if you're hot. And that lineup could easily get hot any time. So I'd buy for sure. What type I, of arm are you thinking about, Jackson? Like, do you have a name in, in mind? Bullpen? Um, probably what, guys are, what guys are available in the bullpen right now? Like yeah, a bad David Roberts? I mean, like any, yeah, like a D-Rob or any of the guys from the A's that are doing pretty good right now. Like, yeah. go after those, like, bad teams relievers that are, like, are, are willing to sell their guys right now. That's what I'm saying. And maybe look for starting pitcher if you can. Yeah, I, I think that, like, the reality is it probably stands somewhere in the middle where you don't get too aggressive because of where you sit right now, but if the right trade comes along, and the, the way I would be looking at it if I were them is I would be looking at guys who have more team control than a year. Don't look at rentals, but look at guys who have like two or three years of team control so that you can have them on your roster for next year when you can potentially make a longer run. Uh, with that being said, we'll go on to the fourth team in the division who somehow sits 16 and a half games back. Again, the Yankees are really freaking good. Um, the 48 and 45 Boston Red Sox Jackson, we'll start with you. I'm gonna give this team C plus, and I don't. I I think that's actually like a little bit mean to them, considering if you look at their pitching they have and the injuries they've had. But without the month of June, the Red Sox are 28 and 39, like that, which is just not good. This they're just it's just they're an inconsistent team, and it's because of the pitching. Bogarts, JD, and obviously Devers carry them. Carry that offense. Honestly, story's not been good. Kike's been hurt. Verdugo's having a down year. Dolbeck and Cordero suck. Like it's 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 not a great team. It's a team that can make the playoffs, maybe win around, but I'm probably giving them C plus based on expectations because they were two games away from the World Series last year, I believe. Yeah, they were. So I give them C plus right now. Yeah, I would have to agree with that because um, I didn't think I, – I knew the pitching was going to hold them back, but it hasn't really been terrible. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really expect that. I thought they'd be, like, around an 82-win team. <clears throat> so this isn't shocking. Um, Michael Walker is third on this team in war, which is just kind of crazy. Like, he's – Uvalde's seventh, Pavetta's fifth. Michael Walker. Sorry, I have to – Stop it. Story's fourth. So, yeah, I, I, just overall, I'm going to see plus. Some guys are really struggling. Uh, Bobby Dalbeck's been tired. Uh, I went with a C. I was a little bit more harsh than uh, you two. Um, I was expecting a little bit more out of the Red Sox this year. Um, they really, uh, I guess they missed on that Trevor Story contract. I mean, he has definitely not lived up to expectations. Um, obviously, Rafi's been great. Um, Bogarts has been good. Yeah, but on the pitching side, losing sale another time is definitely going to hurt. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the C. I actually, I think, might have been a little harsher than all of you. I have met a D. I mean, just the expectations, Ooh. how close you were last year. Uh, as as Jackson mentioned, without the month of June, you are like a, just a bad baseball team. And outside of, like a few players, I feel like there haven't been enough positives for me to race them any higher. And when you sit 16 and a half games back, you're three and seven in your last 10. I, I just feel like at this point in time, you can't be anything higher than deal with the expectations. Maybe a D plus with the expectations that they've had. Uh, yeah. Maybe a two- yeah, yeah, go ahead. They're definitely a team that like, I may want to talk about it soon because depending on how this first week back goes for them, 
I think it's going to determine how this deadline goes for them. I like I can maybe if it goes bad, I could see Bogarts maybe getting traded for sure. I yeah. I don't know. I I I can speculate anything from high and bloom right now. So it's going to be interesting. And they, but they obviously come out have a really good first week, and then the outlook on them changes a lot, and they could easily get in the wild card. I think they still might, but yeah, for right now, not just not playing good baseball. As a quick aside, they currently sit what looks like two games back of a wild card spot. So they're still in the wild card race, but with the way that the teams above them have either been playing or can play, if we look at a team like the Blue Jays who we just talked about, that could quickly become very poorly, especially with the excuse me, the injury to Chris Sale. Uh maybe a complete yo yo of a team between them and uh, the 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 Red Sox, um, a team that sits three and a half games back of wild card spot, perfectly at five hundred. They went on a huge winning streak. I don't remember the exact amount of games. Maybe some, one of you guys know. Uh, but uh, I think it was twelve. Was it twelve? It was about twelve or something. Uh, everyone's lovable misfits are now looking like a competent baseball team. The forty six and forty six Baltimore Orioles. I feel like we'll all have the same grade, but Jackson, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them an A+. They just, their lineup, when you look at it, like, obviously now, because their guys are having good years, it's really not that bad. They have guys that battle and just are honestly tough at bats and tough guys to get out at certain times. Uh, Mancini having a great year, like always. Austin Hayes having a really good year. Seti actually having kind of a down year, but Sansandera is always decent. Ramon Urias is a solid player, and then Mountcastle is obviously, I think, a stud. Adley's been better as of late, and the pitching's been, like, obviously good enough to win them games. I don't know if it's not, it's been average, but, you know, like, who expects them to be, what is it, a game under 500 or a game over right now? They're, 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 at, they're, yeah. they're at 500. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, who, who would have expected this? Like, nobody. So, yeah, A plus. Good for them, honestly. I have with their fans. Jake, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an A. I mean, some guys in this lineup have really been playing really like Austin Hayes has been awesome. Urias has been good. Even they found something in Mateo, just a guy who gets on base and steals bases. Um, now Castle's been great. Adley's kind of getting used to the big league level. The lineup's great, and obviously, when guys like Gunnar Henderson come up next season and a, a year two Adley, like they're gonna be like a scary team in like two three years. Yeah, um, I gave them an A, obviously uh, exceeding Based. expectations. Um, the young players are uh, doing well. They're getting great production out of Mullins and Hayes and Mancini, who was looking like a trade piece. But I'm really hoping the Orioles just keep this team together, see if they can make a wild card push. Uh, also very happy for the fans. Their bullpen has been phenomenal this year. Uh, really out of nowhere, there's a bunch of guys in here that you wouldn't have known um, coming into the season that are that have sub two ERAs. So um, yeah, I'm gonna give them an A. Very happy with the Orioles this year, and um, hopefully they could keep the good times rolling. Arguably, the best part of this for them is the fact that like their prospect pool has experienced this major boost with Gunnar Henderson becoming like one of the best prospects in baseball. Uh, and then, you know, obviously they just drafted Jackson Holiday with the number one overall pick. Like, they have this sort of setup where if they can build off what they've done this year, uh, 
they could be a potential like playoff contender good baseball team in like two years so overall i think it's just an a plus i mean the way that they've been this year there's no other option uh next up the team that shocked everyone i think uh going to the al central or al central rather uh with the the deal to sign carlos correa in free agency now they sit atop the al central uh, fifty forty four. The Minnesota Twins. Tommy, we'll start with you. Uh, I gave the Twins a C. Um, I not a C. I, I apologize. I gave them a B. Um, first in the AL Central, they're having a decent year. Uh, six games over. You kind of were hoping for a little bit more out of the Twins. Um, but coming off a really rough year last year. It's it's not uh, something that you could really complain about. Um, Arias has been really good. Um, you know, Gio's been pretty good. Buxton, good, especially when he could stay healthy. He's special. Cray has been good. Uh, maybe not exactly what you're hoping for out of Crea, but not bad at all. Um, uh, being first at the AL Central at this point, not, not an insane record, but... Um, you got to give them a B. Hopefully, they could keep that spot. Jackson. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I was I was more high on the Twins coming into this year, but like, I actually think this is kind of where I expect the record to be at. This essential just is not a good vision. It just isn't. So, like the fact they're leading it with this record, like, kind of surprising. Even though I thought they won it anyway. Correa, I think, is having a really underrated year. Basically, everything he said, I agree with. The pitching is the only thing holding them back, and it will continue to continue to hold them back. So that's kind of my issue with them. But, like, they're having a fine year. Like, this is where they want to be at. So, yeah, I would be as well. Yeah, I'd have to agree with the B. Um, some guys in the lineup are playing very well. But, again, outside of Joe Ryan in the rotation, like, after that, it's it's Sonny Gray, um, Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy. Like, if they're going to contend the postseason, they need, like, you're going to need a second pitcher that's not Chris Archer. Um, but yeah, the lineup's been good. Buxton, Polanco's been great, Arias, Correa, and uh, we also have Gary Sanchez, which is not a compliment, but um <laughs> so but we'll see how the division goes. It is a really bad division. So we'll see if if it gets better, if it gets more competitive. Uh right now it's a three horse race. So we'll see. I also had him at a B, and I think it's just important to note that they may have made one too many moves. Before the season had to really get started with the the uh, the Taylor yeah, Rogers for Paddock and Pagandre, I mean that trade just completely backfired for them. Uh, it hasn't yeah. entirely been their fault with Paddock getting Tommy John, but Pagan's just not been good. So we'll see what happens at the deadline for them. I I do sort of agree that if they can get another arm or two, like this could be a positive, like a potentially team that gets hot late in the year and can you know make some noise in the postseason, but. B just feels like the right record. Um, next up is a team that has surprised me. We'll get to my grade later, but the 46 and 44 Cleveland Guardians, who sit second in the AL Central. I almost said Indians. Tommy? Um, I'm giving the Guardians an A. Um, I don't think many people expected them to be over 500 this year, and, um, you know. Of course, again, that production from J-Ram, one of the best players in baseball. 
Uh, Jimenez and Rosario are having pretty damn good seasons. You got to be happy with that Lindor trade. Uh, Steven Kwan's been great. Um, Josh Naylor is so much fun to watch. He is a hothead. And then the the starting pitching has been strong. You know, you got Shane Bieber. Tristan McKenzie has been very good. Zach plezak has been good. Um, yeah, uh, I, I really like the, this Guardians team. Um, they're looking to make a little bit of a wild card push down the year, hoping they don't sell. Uh, they're sitting two and a half back. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm giving the Guardians an A. They were possibly looking like a team that was rebuilding, but um, right back in the right direction. We're 500 at this point. I'd give them a B plus. Give them a B plus. I think this roster, even going into the year, it really was not as bad as people thought it could be. It had a lot of potential. Naylor, I love love Josh Naylor. Jose, one best players in baseball, like Tommy said, pretty much carrying them, honestly. The pit and but like I think with the Guardians, they just are one of the best teams in baseball developing guys. So this really did not honestly surprise me. So that's why I maybe think of them today. The and the pitching's always gonna be solid to very good for them. So I'll give them a B plus. They're in a good spot right now. I don't know if they should buy or do I think it's just a stamp pat. Like don't really rush anything because their farm is also incredible too. So I think it's just stamp pat for now. Yeah, I'm going to say B+, and I'll, I'll say this about the buying thing. If they're going to buy at a specific division uh, position, I'm going to say get a catcher. Maley have just not been good this year. But yeah, the, the really, really decent rotation. Like, Quantrill, McKenzie, and Bieber all have an ERA lower than 3.80. Pleasak's been decent. The bullpen's been good. Klasse, Morgan, and Stefan. And certain guys in the line, like Rosario, J-Ram, Naylor, Menez. Sibiquan's been good. Austin Gonzalez is on the IL, but he's been good. So, um, Fernando Reyes has some pop. So, you know, again, like I said before, it's going to be interesting to see how the division shapes out. And when you get closer to the end of July, what they'll do, if they're still in pet or not. I feel like if there was any team who was currently second in their division who I felt most confident about potentially catching the first team in the division and taking over uh you know that number one spot i feel like it would be the indians not because they're like a good baseball team or anything nah, but because that it. division is so bad that division is just so bad that like respect the match if they catch fire at the right time then they can just go on this big run i've got him at a b the uh, the guardians rather at a b I, I think that you've seen like the success from a guy like Jimenez. Uh, you have Ramirez, Bieber, Classic. Like I feel like this is a team that could potentially compete. Uh, I do pretend. I do to an extent agree with Jackson. Like I don't feel like they should buy because you're so kind of or still kind of early in this rebuild slash retool that yeah. buying this soon would be a little odd. But I would just kind of let buy it ride. In one game. Yeah. Yeah, I would just kind of let it ride and see. Like, I wouldn't even be selling. I would just kind of let it ride and see if, like, maybe you make the postseason. Maybe you make some noise. If not, you know, it's just still year one in the rebuild or like retool. So, just overall, they're in a good spot though. Uh, the team next to them would be in a good spot if they did something that they probably should have done months ago. But uh, at five hundred, sitting at five hundred, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Tommy, we'll start with you. Uh, I give the White Sox a D. Um, I think they're probably one of the most disappointing teams uh, at this point of the year. Their offense has not been great. Um, 
besides Stone Cease, their pitching has been not great either, and uh, Liam Hendricks, of course. Yeah, very disappointing. I think a lot of people thought that they would be uh, heavily competing for that top spot in um, the AL Central and probably around 100 wins, and it's not going to look like that's happening. I've been calling for Tony LaRusso's head for weeks, maybe even months. Um, obviously, he's not the right manager. I don't know why they won't make that move. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm giving them a D. They still have time to turn the season around, but they got to get moving. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give them an F because this team should easily, <laughs> easily be winning the Central. I think we all knew Tony was going to hold them back coming in the year, and it's exactly what happened. But I also think this team, while getting an F, is still in a fine spot. This team is too good, in my opinion, to like not be able to go on a run. They're three games back at the first while playing this bad. I think they're in a good. I think they're in a fine. I mean, they're not in a good spot right now, but they are in a good spot because there's so much time left. And with the way this team's trajectory is, they need to buy heavy. They have. They kind of have to buy. So yeah, I'd give them an F though. Expectations, everything. It's not great. Not great. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna give them an F too. I mean, if anyone, if any team needs to fire a manager, like, my God, there's a new headline like every two days, with Tony Orusa. Um, and they're still only like two games back. So again, the division wide open. They're gonna have to buy. They've they've gotten pretty decent success in their bullpen with Hendricks, Lopez, and Graveman. Um, Cueto has been good for the rotation. Him and CSM Julio needs to turn it around. Like starting now. Um, Kopech's been decent, which they've been looking for. He's been injured the past few years. Some guys in this lineup man, just have not like have not been great. Like Mankata, Pollock, who they traded for. Angle has been great. And Reese McGuire is, you know, that's another story. But, you know, they, they can, and I think they will turn it around. Um, but, man, it doesn't matter what happens they need to fire Tony Russo. Yeah, I mean, I've also given him an F, just the expectations that they have and the amount of poor play that they've gotten from a few guys so far. I mean, it's been shocking how many guys are playing poorly for them. It's not just like one or two key guys, it's like three or four. Potentially like five or six guys who are just playing poorly throughout the year. Uh, I, I do agree with Jackson that they should be buying just because I don't know what selling does for you. Uh, and I don't know what standing pat does for you. Like, I feel like if there is any division again, like I've kind of mentioned with the Guardians, where you can, where you should be trying to make that push for a, a like a division win, it's this division. And, uh, you know, if they fire LaRusso, they don't fire, like they should still be a good baseball team. Even if they didn't fire LaRusso, they should still be leading that division they're, they're not which is why they get like an f from me um next up is one i'm really interested in seeing because i felt like this team had incredibly maybe elevated inflated expectations going into this year they sit at 37 and 55 fourth in division the detroit tigers tommy see i think that's the one the easiest f's how much worse could this season gone for the Detroit Tigers? 18 games under 500. Um, a lot of people thought they would compete for a wildcard spot. Obviously not. That Javi Baez contract looks completely awful. Their team leader, the team leader for the Detroit Tigers in batting average and on-base percentage is Miguel Cabrera. That is not good. Uh, Torkelson has been disappointing. Um, the only bright spot on this entire roster has been Riley Green. 
before coming up, what has gone right for this roster? The pitching has not been good. There's really nothing going right with this Tigers team, who many thought had a good chance, including myself. I thought they could push for a wild card spot. Their lineup has been atrocious. Like most people are batting under 200. So, um, yeah, an easy F for me. I don't know where you go um, at this point. I guess you sell, but like, who do you sell? Who? <laughs> I don't know who brings anything in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another F. I think maybe a little bit like, I don't know, like maybe who were worried them towards the beginning, like at the beginning of the year. I think that might be fair looking to line them now. Also, injuries have played a factor. Yeah, I mean, with their guys, the lineup is just so awful. It's crazy. But it's just, the problem with it, the problem with Tom, too, is that park is not a hitter's park at all. So for guys like no. Torque, who have struggled mightily, who is like arguably the best college hitter in like the Trapman era, like it's tough for him because not a hitter's park and he has no protection in that lineup. But yeah, Miggy, like, like Tommy said, is technically their best hitter. Cable was hurt by coming back. Like they need him back. Riley Green's been pretty sick. And then also Eduardo Rodriguez, they put him on the restricted list like a month ago, and he they literally he just disappeared. They have not heard from him in a month. He just is like, yeah, I'm just gonna stop playing baseball. And just hasn't said anything. I don't, I don't so that was one of their main one of their main signings who just hasn't done anything. So that's not great for them either. But yeah, I go an F. It's, it's not looking good with the Tigers right now. But luckily they're still young. So I'm gonna go an F minus and give you this stat. Last year, there were five Tiger players with an OPS over 500. Not 500, 100. Um, this year, there is one, and it's at 100. That's how bad this lineup has been. Like, it, it's, it's, order, it's, it's pathetic. I mean, I don't know how they got work. Because like, they, they got some players in the offseason. Um, and the pitching is just... The best pitcher is Scooble, who, who has been okay-ish. And their bullpen, other than Soto and Lang, hasn't been... Actually, no, their bullpen's been decent. Like, their bullpen's actually been one of the bright spots. Probably the only bright spot of this team. Torque got sent down. That wasn't a great look. He needs to develop. So, so yeah, there's not a lot to love about this team. So, I'd go F-. minus. Just not, <laughs> not great. Yeah, Torque got called up too early, too, though. Yeah, I, I don't... I feel like he just got called up too early. I feel like they should have let did, him... Yeah play in the minors a little bit longer i feel like they yeah. rushed him knowing how like high of expectations he had and was like oh it's spencer torkelson yada 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 which is a big problem that teams do is that they'll call these guys up too early because of the expectations like we look at what the pirates did and we'll inevitably get to them at a time but we look at what they did with like o'neill cruz seemingly it's working out with the way that he's been playing and the promise that he's shown uh, who knows if he starts the year in the MLB, how that looks. Uh, you know, I feel like it may be a little different for him just because he's such a special talent, but with the amount of, like, guys they had who you looked forward to, Javi Baez, uh, Torkelson, Riley Green, uh, and then even guys who were good last year, like Grossman and Badu, the fact that all of them bar Riley Green, who had a delayed start because of an injury, all of them have looked bad besides him. It's it's an F. I mean, they just it's it's bad. It's just awful. It's garbage. It's pitiful. Like there's so many synonyms you could throw out that are 
like buzzwords and it's just they all count for them they are negative 112 in run differential they've allowed 400 runs they've only scored 288 the oakland athletics have scored 20 more runs than they have yeah i mean shout out to miggy though miggy like the fact he's still doing this like obviously his opus is not gonna be high because he, he has no slugging anymore at all five years old he's, yeah because he's so old but the fact he was like it will do it like when he obviously was in prime with them, like at that ballpark, and just even still now, like he's just one of the greatest hitters of our generation, maybe the best. I love him. And here's my thing: like inevitably, I think people will say, like, "Oh, they should be buyers." How much longer can you, or uh, they should be sellers? How much longer can you sell? Like, I feel like at some point, even if you're playing poorly, you just have to swallow it and be like, "There's next year." Like, you can't Does just keep want selling off. Yeah, like who do you even want, anyways? <laughs> Maybe like a Victor Reyes. He's looked okay this year. Maybe like I'm not gonna I, trade him though. Yeah, there's not anyone like that I would want from that team who's a veteran who I could feel like would benefit me if I was a fringe playoff team or even a playoff team looking to add like depth or anything. So I feel like they just have to stay put and hope to God like next year's a better year. But as as you mentioned, Jackson, that park does them no favors. Uh, the team below them. Another team that hasn't looked really good, and we won't—I won't comment too much on it—but has been in the news for all the wrong reasons recently. Uh, Thirty-six and fifty-six, dead last in the division, thirteen games back of first place, which is hilarious. Just real quick, it's just so funny that they're still thirteen, only thirteen games back. Anyways, the Kansas City Royals. Tommy, we'll start with you. I'm gonna give the Royals a C. I. Don't think anybody really expected them to do well this season, and um, they're living up to those expectations. You know, Bobby Witts looked good, so there's a bright spot. Benintendi is going to be a great trade piece at the deadline. Uh, maybe they'll move Witt also, but probably not. Uh, Salvi's been disappointing this year. Uh, Michael A. Taylor has been good for some reason, which is really strange. I never thought that would happen. Pitching's been all right. Um you know, not not much to say about the Royals, honestly. Um, kind of just what you expected, and that that's really all I got. Yeah, uh, I'll give them a C plus. All the reasons you said, like at least for them being bad, you have Ben Tenney who you can trade and you're going to get value for for sure. Bobby has been really underrated, like I said in the last episode. Wit, they should have traded three years ago. It's never made any sense to me why they held on to them when you're not a good team. Ever since those World Series teams. This organization has been run so poorly. JJ Bacallo is an awful GM. I, I don't know. They're just not in a great spot right now, but they're going to get some guys. They're going to get some pieces back for the guys that they can trade. So, yeah, C+. Plus. Yeah, I'm going to go with C. Um, I mean, we all expected them to not be great, but they do have some tradable pieces. Ben Intendi. Um, maybe someone takes Sal Perez. Um, Carlos Santana. Uh, Barlow in the bullpen, I think, will get moved. And then they have some young people, young players in the lineup. MJ Melendez, who got called up, I'd say, in May, has been pretty good. Uh, 714 OPS, uh, 9 homers, 25 RBIs. In about 60 games, Witt has obviously been very good. Um, he'll continue to grow, and somehow Michael A. Taylor. Uh, Whit Merrifield hasn't been great, which kind of shocked me. Um, but, you know, they'll be good in a few years. You know, we all expected them to be bad, and they're bad. So. Nothing really shocking there. I had this quote written down when I was doing my prep from an ESPN article. I don't remember what the article is, uh, but someone wrote uh, the Kansas City Royals are a rebuilding team, perhaps in need of a rebuild. 
and there may be no better phrase to explain this team right now because there are certainly guys who you feel like can be building blocks. Bobby Witt, uh, Vinny Pasquatino's looked good. Uh, MJ Melendez has looked good. Like there are guys, but some of the off the field things again. We I know I don't want to spend like an, an hour talking about it, but it have not been a good look. Uh, particularly like Whit Merrifield saying that he'd get vaccinated if he got traded to Toronto. Um, but uh, just right now, it's like a. I'm going to give him a D plus. The expectations weren't on their side going into the year, but just it's not been a great season for them, and they need to figure out something in the off season. Uh, I, I feel like they sort of made some of the right moves, but they just need to figure out a way to make it put it all together. Uh, and and be a consistent team because right now they have 19 wins at home and that's never a good thing. So let's switch over to the NL West, the team AL, leading that division. AL West again. I'm gonna keep saying that. I don't know why, but uh, the and the American League West, the Houston Astros, 59 and 32, one of the best teams in baseball. They're currently second or third in wins. Excuse me. Uh, Jake, we'll start with you. I'm going to go an A. I mean, they lost their shortstop, um, one of the best players in the offseason, and right now they're at, whatever you said, 59 wins, and they'll get 60 tomorrow or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, they've been really good. Are they They playing? Yeah. Oh, shit. They are playing them. No. um, Who's pitching? It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, they've been really good. Uh, Dusty Baker's been a really good manager for him. Jordan Alvarez, best hitter in baseball right now. Uh, Tucker's been really good. Pena, again, stepping into Correa has been good. We talked about Verlander last episode. He's been pretty good. Val- I mean, pretty really good. Valdez, Garcia. And a decent bullpen with uh, Monter- Rafael Montero has been awesome. Ronnie Stanek's been good. Presley's been good as the closer. So yeah, they just have guys contributing always. Ronnie? Is it not? How the fuck do you say it, dude? It's Ryan. Yeah, it's R Y. It's I don't care. It's R Y N E. It's Ryan. You think he's gonna say <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> yeah, come on, Jake. He can. He can tell me himself. If he. If he <laughs> yeah, he'll come on the podcast just to say his name for you, Jake. Can we get Melancon on? I I wish. Yeah, uh, Tommy. Tommy, we'll, we will go with you. Um. I really don't have much to add from what Jake said. I also gave him an A. Uh, they got to pick up a catcher at the deadline, though, if they want to be real contenders. Uh, the, their catching position has been so, so bad. It's not even yeah. funny. Um, obviously, Jordan's been great. Uh, their lineup's been fantastic. Pena has been a great replacement for Correa. Pitching, just like Jake said, Valdez, great. Verlander, great. Uh, Javier's been good. You know, um, yeah, uh, that's all. That's all I have to comment on them. Uh, they need a catcher, and there will be some catchers on the market, so I'll be looking out for that move. Yeah, I mean, A as well. I hate them, but you kind of have to be jealous of them almost because they're just such a well run organization. Pena, stud, Jordan, monster. I don't know if catching is much of an issue because they called up Corey Lee, who is the top prospect, and I think he's going to be fine. But I could still see him going after Contreras or, like, one of those guys, like you were kind of mentioning, there's going to be guys in the market. I mean, they definitely, though, need a first baseman. Yuli Gurriel is just – he can't cut. I think he's hitting five right now. Or maybe it's six, but still, I just – he can't cut him. Maybe he'll look like a Josh Bell, someone like that. 
pitching is nasty. Fromber, maybe the most underrated pitcher in the game. JV never like has a bad year anymore, it seems like. Bullpen nasty. They made like Rafael Montero good. I don't know how that happened, but okay. And agreed. Yeah, like Javier, disgusting. There's a great team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really need to say much more other than, like, the Tanae. Uh, Jackson, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, because Jeremy Pena is, like, one of my favorite players in baseball to watch right now because the way he's been playing. Javier is oh, suddenly, like, one of the best strikeout, like, artists in baseball. Uh, yep. It has been just, like, it feels like everything has sort of gone right for them. And there's a reason why they're, they have built this somewhat comfortable lead over... The Seattle Mariners who are next on this. Uh, great segue, Kevin. Uh, 51 and 42. Tommy, we'll start with you. You're great on that. Um, if this was filmed before the winning streak, I would consider giving them an F. But um, post 14 game winning streak, I'm going with a B. Um, really where you thought they would be at this point in the year. Um, looking to make the playoffs for the first time in a really long time. Um, you know, bringing up J-Rod again, what a season he's having. Ty France, who should have started at first base, uh, he's been great. J.P. Crawford's been good. Um, um, I can't think of Jesse Winker in um, left field. You, you know, he's been much better than uh, how they started. Uh, Robbie Ray's been good. Gilbert's been one of the best pitch- pitchers in the league. Chris Flexen, former Met. He learned how to pitch, with, which sucks. Another former Met, uh, Paul Seawald, actually a pretty damn good closer, which is also not cool. But, um, yeah, good for the Mariners. Uh, an awful start to the year, but uh, this big winning streak is uh, putting them right where they should have been at this point. Yeah, definitely a turning around. I'm going to go with B right now, um, second in the division. Uh, definitely heating up, and like Jesse Winker isn't he, hasn't even had like that good of a year. Um, his OPS is like six ninety one. So once he turns the corner, I, I think they can take another huge step. The rotation's been great. Like Marco Gonzalez has been good too. George Kirby, who's on um, the forty man roster, um, I think he's still on the roster right now. He's been decent. The bullpen's been good. Uh, Penn Murphy, who I had no idea who that was. Um, is one and zero with a two point sixty five ERA. He's been good. Um, so yeah, if they keep going, um, right now they have about an eighty one percent chance to make the postseason once they get there. Um, you know, I think it'll definitely be a team to watch. If only Kalnick was as good as uh, advertised. <laughs> yeah, he stinks. Imagine. Yeah. Um, I'll go B plus. Right. <laughs> yeah, you did right now. Uh, B plus because. Like Katami said, like maybe you give them an F before the win streak, but now they're kind of at where people thought they should be. Julio obviously stepping over that. Ty France, like you said, should have started. Uh, the lineups getting better, obviously because they're hot right now, and this is like they're they're at where they should be right now. So that's when we get the B plus. The pitching it's been obviously very good. I just they just need to be careful. Like they can't. I just hope they don't for their like, for their sake buy like too heavy. Because I think you just stick where you're at. Maybe just like just stand pat or like look for a small deal. I think. Yeah, I I sort of agree. Like I feel like if we had recorded this episode uh, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we would have gone. Oh yeah, they're like an F. They're like a D plus. But 
with this win streak that they're currently having, 14 games so far, they've kind of sort of turned it all around. And they, they sort of sit where I think a lot of people maybe expected them, maybe a little bit higher. I think a lot of people did think that they would be like playoff contenders. And as of today, I think they're they're in a wild card spot. But they're doing all of this without Jared Klenick, as you guys mentioned, which is impressive. Julio Rodriguez is super fun to watch. Robbie Ray's been one of the better pitchers, you know, throughout the league. We'll see how the second half of the season goes, because I just I'm a little bit concerned when a team goes on this really long win streak that like when the win streak ends they sort of fall off a cliff and they or they just sort of kind of regress to a mean uh and not like you know i don't think they're going to be as bad as they were before it but i don't know if they'll be as good as they were j- during it uh, but even if they even out they're still probably where i think a lot of people expected them so overall i think uh a, a b b plus is probably where i put them next up I'm really interested to see where we have this team uh, right now, which is the Texas Rangers, who sit at 41 and 49, 17 and a half games back of the division. Tommy, now that Jake isn't here and still trying to join back, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to give the Rangers a D. Um, Whoa. I thought they'd be con- your surprise. Um, I thought they'd be yeah, yeah. Uh, better, better than this at this point. Um, you're getting what you want from Corey Seager. Uh, you know, Semyon is not exactly giving you what he wants, but he, he's been getting hot. Lately. Um, I mentioned last time Jonah Heim. Um, he's had a very good year, sort of out of, out of nowhere. Garcia's been good. Um, but, like, that that's all you're really getting out of the lineup. Pitching, um, John Gray's been your... Uh, not your ace, but a uh, good number two. Um, Martin Perez has been very good. Um, yeah, but I'm I would have uh, considering all the money they spent this season, not be content with forty one forty nine. So um, I'm mm. curious to hear what you have to say, Jackson, because I was expecting them to be better than this. Yeah, I I mean I'll give them I'm gonna give them a B, which may be a little generous, but like I think it's because. This like sounds crazy. This is like where they want to be at. Like, I think they knew that with the money spent. Like, yeah, no, okay. That's why I could see a C because it's like, why would you want to be like 41, 49? Or maybe they wanted a few more wins, like maybe like 43 and, and 47. Like, I think getting semi and C, you're like, you knew it wasn't going to solve all their problems. They were going to be like an over 500 team or like better than the Mariners, in my opinion. So, they, I think they just wanted to be average. You saw all their drafts. Like, they're trying to like make or get guys that are going to, like, help them compete as soon as possible. Seager's finally heating up and, like, having a really good year. Like you said, Semyon's doing a little better. Jonah Himes, stud. You're getting kind of what you want about Adolis. Pitching, obviously, when he was going to hold them back, besides, obviously, Martin Perez was having a great year. And But, like, other than that, pitching's kind of been bad, so that's where they're at. So I'd give them a B because I think this is kind of where they, wa- they wanted to be. Like, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know why you want to be here, but they just do because they want to spend money and get – more uh, fans in the park. Yeah, it feels like overall well, they're kind of sort of where we expected them to be at this point. Uh, like not in terms of record, but in terms of like who's been producing and who's not been producing. You've had some success at the plate with certain guys, but you've just not had the pitching success outside of like Martin Perez. And I, I heard somewhere that there are some like rumblings that they may trade him, so that may all not solve itself. So when you spend the amount of money that you did on guys like Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, when you don't have the 
the pitching rotation, you're not going to be a good team. And so, like, I don't think fans should be shocked that they're not a good team because of who they brought in to try and solve their problems. That's why I'm, like, I kind of think I, I kind of sort of fall in the middle, uh, in the middle of both of you. I've got them at a C. Like, they're just where I expected them to be. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. So it's like, I'm not too shocked that they're there, but I am a little shocked that, like, the way that it's happened at times. Um, I don't think we really need to do too much in terms of, like, guessing what the grade is going to be on this team because of <laughs> the absolute disaster that it's been so far. Uh, and when you have two of the best players in baseball and you're still this far down on this list, like... I feel like we're all going to have them at an F, maybe like an F minus. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, who sit at thirty nine and fifty three, Tommy. I assume it's an F. Uh, yes, yes, it's definitely an F. Um, as you said, you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, who are, I would say, the two best players in baseball. And what do you have? Um, a team that's fourteen games under five hundred. It's it's truly embarrassing how they can't put a good roster around these two guys uh, not even a good roster but one that is competitive they are never competitive um they're playing Juan Lagares in center field every day in 2022 I mean that's just not good Joe Adele is disappointing you gave Tyler Wade 150 at-bats Anthony Rendon is on the worst contract in baseball um Cinder Fraud has a four ERA. Lorenzen after a good start to the year. Um he's almost at a five ERA. Reed Dem uh, Demers. Um he throws a no hitter and then he turns to shit. Otani's <laughs> the only guy really throwing in the the in the uh, on the mound for the Angels. I really there's nothing really to say. I mean Taylor Ward's been fine, but besides those three, you have to be Super, super, super disappointed. I would say it's time to move on. I think you trade Trout. I, that wow. might be a bold opinion, mm. but what what more can you try to do? It's been nine years, and he's played in how many playoff games? Three, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you take your prospects and move. On. I mean, it's just not going to work at this point, in my opinion. Uh, three yeah. games in 2014. Yeah. I'd go F as well. The problem with the thing, the thing is with Bill and John Trout is like when he became good, they were at a really weird spot for their team. And they kind of like went all in because you should have, but like not with a good team. And you always expect them at this point to be a little bit maybe above 500 or closer or like at least close to it. But like if you also look at this team going into the season, like you knew besides the two generational talents that this lineup was bad. They got Tyler Wade and Andrew Velasquez both from the Yankees. And we're like, yeah, well, let's just platoon them at shortstop. And like, yeah, that would be fine. <laughs> and clearly, it hasn't been fine. Joe Adele actually is playing way better as of late, but still, obviously, not as good as he should be. As, as he should be. Rendon, easily worst contract in baseball, like Tommy said. Walshie having a bad year. Marsh, not a good player. Patrick Sandoval has been pretty good, as expected. Like, it's only him and Shoei. The bullpen is so dog shit. Loop sucks. Ryan Tapera is even worse. I feel really bad for their fans. It's, yeah, F. 
Jake, welcome back. I feel like um, you have the same grade. Yeah, well, I didn't hear what they said. I'm going to give him an F. I mean, if you sign Tyler Wade and Andrew Velasquez to be your shortstop, you deserve to fail. I mean, I don't like they, they, Jackson kind of just went through every part and it's been shit. I don't need to say anymore. <laughs> um, I feel yeah. like it's just bad. Uh, I just do want to say one thing real quick because I found something online. I'm glad that this site has this available. So, Anthony Rendon is getting paid $35, 36000000 million this year, rather. Um, so far this year, he has been paid close to $10 million while injured. So, a third of his contract has been while he's been injured in 2022. Uh, he missed... 14 days with the rest injury and then missed another 35 days a week later. Uh, and then still going. Like, just, it's been absolutely awful. Here. Oh, is he? So that number's yeah. actually going to go up. Uh, I, I didn't, I actually forgot he was out for the year. Uh, but just complete disaster from, from top to bottom. Outside of a few guys, it's just been a complete disaster. Uh, and I do want to go back to this point by by Tommy because he just sort of mentioned it. Jackson, you were a bit surprised. Jake, I don't know if you were in the call when it happened. Uh, what the uh, trade trout thing? Yes. Were Were you here for that? Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with that. I mean, there's nothing else. Like, how how else are you going to change the team, right? So um, they're going to have to do something like drastic. So I don't hate the take. Yeah, I I think I sort of agree. Like. I feel like at some point it becomes time for you to just sort of blow it up and admit that it didn't work. I don't know if the point is now, or maybe you try and give it another season next year with getting some bullpen arms, but your payroll, I don't know where their payroll, actually I'll have to look, look it up real quick. They are eighth in payroll and they are a bad baseball team. They're an awful baseball team. They're a disastrous baseball team. They fired Joe Madden. They haven't been better since then. Like everything is not going right for them. And so Nevin. Uh, yeah, uh, shocking. But I feel like at some point, it comes a time where you start to trade guys like Otani and Trout and sort of just hit the rebuild, the reset button, and try again with some other guys. Uh, Jackson, do you think that time is now, or do you think it's like sort of wait another year and see if another offseason you can maybe make it all right to an extent? Um, like... Maybe you do one more year. Like, okay, yeah. I agree. Yeah, they probably need to trade Trout at some point, but they're, they're not gonna. Like, yeah, Shohei, they're not going to. I think you wait another year because Trout's still only 30. He is getting hurt a lot, though, which is what I'm scared of. Shohei's only going to get better, and he's starting to pitch really well. I mean, there's pitchers in this free agency, like Aaron Nola, Cook Aaron Nola. Like, the thing with them is, like, okay, yeah, their lineup's bad besides those guys, but you can find guys. But the pitching has always like just been terrible. Like they need a consistent starting pitcher besides Shohei, and before that they didn't have one. So maybe you do one more year because like and it will be similar sport where if you get in the playoffs, anything can really happen. You can go on a run, especially with those two guys on your team. But yeah, they've been it's bad. One more thing about Anthony Rendon before we move on. Um. Not only is he out for the rest of the year, that fight between the Mariners and Angels that um Jesse Winker started, 
Anthony Rendon got a one-game suspension for that, so he's going to have to serve that next season, so he won't even be out there opening day. <laughs> um, yeah, so another thing the, on the Anthony Rendon is the worst. Uh... This, that signing was so forced in the beginning. Like, they, they, they missed out on Cole, so they're like, oh, shit, we'll just take Rendon. Then. Yeah, like, it felt like it was just like, well, we have money to spend. Let's spend it somewhere. Hey, Anthony Rendon just had a great year. Like, it was just like a force, like, eh, you know, it's a person signing, like, it was just not good. And while that was probably a very depressing talk for Angels Can fans, we skip this team? Yeah, can we just, like, all say that we have an F for the Athletics and not have to keep talking about them? Because I really don't want to talk about the Athletics. I mean, honestly, there's... what is there to say, right? There's no, no really, what is there to say? Like, they're just going to trade like Sean Murphy is gone, probably? No, Murphy and Montage Black should Green. be gone. And Ramon? Like trade every single good yeah trade Pete trade Paul Blackburn trade Montas trade Sean Marie trade Ramon Laureano, boom and sell the team. So I, I have a question. Please, real quick. oh yeah, please sell the team. I have a question real quick. If they trade move it to Vegas, if they trade Blackburn, how did the flight situation work there? He takes his own car. <laughs> <laughs> he drives. Like, like drive a car there. Is, they is give it gonna be a... like sorry, we can't pay for your flight? They give them a unicycle. Yeah, to get out there. They have them walk all the way to Boston, <laughs> hitchhike halfway through. Like, I don't really want to spend any more time talking about this team because they yeah, don't just the deserve. Farms to be... really positive. Yeah, that's, that's and everything else sucks. They don't deserve to be talked about. They're yeah. like they're just a disgrace to baseball. The way that they just lack any ability to spend any sort of money, uh, and so we're just not going to spend any more time talking about them. Um. I want to pose one more question before we we go, uh, and this is sort of in a similar. Uh, and I'll I'll ask this for the NL too, but for the AL, which team do you think will be most active at the trade deadline? Oof. Um, for the Yankees, yeah, you go um, first. Who's you? Uh, you <laughs> were talking first, or I can just go. I don't care. Okay, fine, I'll go. Um, I'm going to go with the Astros. I feel like they really have a chance to win another World Series if they add a few more pieces at the deadline here. And um, uh, with the team they have now, I think they can compete, but uh, not to the level that they could if they brought in a few more pieces. Um, I'd be very scared to face them in the playoffs. Um, as Jackson mentioned earlier, with the Josh Bell, with a Contreras, um... So yeah, I'm gonna go with Astros. Uh, Jake, I'm gonna go with the Yankees. Um, I think they need to get um, Luis Castillo, Ian Happ. Um, so I think it'll be them. Jackson. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Yankees. They're gonna go after Soto. Probably won't get them. So get the guys that like Jake said. But I like the Astros pick a lot because like, I think everyone thinks they're gonna like gonna stand pat and kind of maybe add like. Some guys on the edges or a guy or two on the edges because what they usually do, but like you said, like they, I think if they add, like if they have a big trade deadline, easily favorites maybe in the, for the World Series, it's like them and the Dodgers for sure. So I think it should be them, but I think it's gonna be the Yankees. I'm a little, uh, Jake, you're gonna have a blast with this. I'm gonna go bold, uh, with a team in the AL Central, um. I don't know which one it'll be, 
Uh, I, I'm between two teams right now, and it's the two teams that are behind uh, the, the Twins, the Guardians, the White Sox. I feel like one of those teams is going to get super aggressive at the deadline and try and win, like, reach that first spot. I'm going to say it's the White Sox because of where they currently are uh, and just sort of, like, the situation with that team. I feel like they're going to get super aggressive at the deadline and start trying to add some guys to figure it out in a way, and we'll see if it works at the end, but I... That's my just sort of early on prediction. Uh, does anyone else have anything else to say before we close this off? Nope. Julio! <laughs> Jackson, I, I love you just yelling Julio. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, up next, the next episode, which will actually just be, just so everyone is aware, we'll be recording tonight, so if any, like, big Juan Soto news happens in, like, the next two days, uh, we weren't able to talk about it, but uh, we'll, we'll be breaking down the NL as well, so if you're a fan of, like, the Rockies, I don't know if they have fans, but if you're a fan of the Rockies, that'll be next episode. <laughs> weird, weird Rocky shout-out. Yeah, just like, I was trying to think of a really random NL team, and I was just like, the Rockies. Anyways, thank you guys for listening, and We'll see you next time.